All right. Before we get into it, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor. And if you haven't already heard of Anchor, it's seriously the easiest way to make a podcast, guys. And it's how we distribute Draft Queens to your earballs and out to all of you. And not to mention it's free. So if you're thinking about making your own podcast, or if you just want to check out other podcasts, go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app today. All of the lights. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, ready? What's up, guys? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle, and we are kicking off our fifth episode. That's big. That feels like a milestone. It's I a, think it is. It's a multiple of five. Always a milestone if it's a multiple of five. I think so. That's like kind of a, yeah, that's a benchmark that we've been waiting to hit. We've had a few bonus episodes go out. This is episode five. How do you feel, Michelle? I feel great. Like I said, I'm like a big believer in multiples of five. Funny story, <laughs> actually, when I listen to the radio or watch TV, I only put the volume on multiples of five. So is that like an OCD thing? Do you also set your alarms to wake up at the five minutes every morning? No. Are you waking up at like 7.05? No, 7:10? I used to do that. I got a little bit, of, I got off track on that one. <laughs> but it's all to say that five is really exciting. Okay, well, uh, the five is a big one. What was your, here's a question for you. Having okay. to do with numbers. I like questions. Let's stick with the numbers thing for just a second here. Oh God, I hate numbers, but I like questions. What was your sports number of choice? Oh, 14. Forever. That's such a good one. Forever. I was born on the 14th and we're oh. like, and we're Weird. five days apart. I know we're like oddly connected by birthdays and now yeah. oddly connected by sports numbers. Yes. Yes. I, yes. 14 was my number forever. You're born on the 9th though, right? I January was born on the 11th. 11th. Friend. We're three year, Friend. three days apart. We're more than three years apart, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. What was your sports number? Um, so. Did you have multiple? I started with 12. Oh. No, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. I started with number 12. Yeah. And when I was in in middle school and elementary school growing up, I was always 12. I think I just picked it up because, you know, like the sizes get bigger as you are a larger human. True. So most of the kids, I I was like the tall, lanky one. So <laughs> I, I always got I like the it. medium and larges and extra <laughs> larges. Um, so I got number 12 because I think it was like the 12th biggest person fit. on the team. Because it fit you. Which was me. <laughs> and then... As I got older and as the, you know, like the uh, uniforms and softball changed from t-shirts to racerbacks. Ooh, I didn't, I never had racerbacks in okay. my, in my softball tenure. So our travel team had like really awesome racerbacks. That's cool. But two numbers next to each other looked bizarre. So I shortened my number and I don't want to be number one. So I took number two. Who doesn't want to be number one? It feels a little cocky to me. I, exactly. To Wouldn't be you just take it? one? Yeah. Oh my God, that gives me scaries. I would have taken it in a second. I don't second. like that. That feels like bad juju for some reason. I, mean, I would never take number one on a sports number. Cocky as cocky, is, as cocky does, I yeah. suppose. Well, you have to actually be the best to take number one. So were you just two forever then after that? So I was two forever then after that when okay. we switched to racerbacks because 12 looked really weird on a racerback. Fashion first. Yeah, fashion always first, <laughs> fashion especially first. in softball. 14. Yeah. 14 was my number forever. It was like in my family. Everyone in my family wore 14. Well, it's a big day for numbers, both sports numbers and episode numbers. Five episodes in. Woo! It is the week of October 21st. Today is a Thursday. It's true. We have a lot happening this week, Michelle. It's true. Do we want to first mourn our losses? 
tell me, just tell me how you're feeling given some of the events of the week that maybe you can outline for our Moment dear, dear silence. listeners. Moment of silence. Baseball is dead to me. Oh God. That's I'm very severe. I'm very <laughs> severe. If we would have won, I would have been like on my horse, but no, it's dead. I don't even want to watch it. Oh, I'm we'll sorry. talk about the world series, but I don't actually want to talk about it. Mm, we have to talk about it. I know we do. It's part of the show, but let baseball em, is basically dead to me. Let them know what happened. What happened this week? Well, here's the thing. The last time we did an episode, we were all like amped up. We were back in New York. It was the bomb cyclone. We thought the Yankees were going to come back. Mm -hmm. We talked strategy. I went into it feeling really good. Apparently, the Yankees did not share my feeling goodness. No, they didn't. And they they looked just as bad as they could have. This is what I was saying, why playing the Astros always stresses me out. But I really thought that they had it. They had just played so much better up until the series this year than they did in years past. I was like, they got it. It's fine. And then I watched those two games. Actually, funny story. I didn't even watch the last game. We, we were, oh. we were upstate. Oh, right. We don't have a TV. Okay. Okay. Upstate New York. we did old school listen to the game on the radio. <gasps> oh, that's really special. Which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's not fun? Losing. Fucking losing. <laughs> Fucking losing. And here's, this is a total tangent, but I could probably do a whole series about this give it to me remember how i always say i hate joe buck i I do okay well now i hate john sterling and susan waldman oh why because i hadn't listened to the radio in so long and normally that would give me like the good feels right like i grew up listening to the i I was like okay i like this i'm good for this yes i swear to god like they're the yankees commentators but they just hated on the yankees the entire game one of those yeah it's Mm. like every time like the yankees did something there was no excitement there was no anything now given they lost so there wasn't that much excitement to be had but anytime that like something was cooking or something was happening their energy level was so low oh let me tell you what happened when altuve hit the damn game i know oh well, they they seemed excited. Well, you had a you had the right hunch last week because you were the one who said that Altuve oh, is love a, to hate him. That's he's what a I said. he's a Yankee killer. He is. is was your quote? He is a Yankee killer. Well, I was right. I mean, he most legitimately put the nail in the coffin for and sealed for our the Yankees our and, fate and for me. I know for baseball for the rest. Of I the know year. it's so. it's it's dead to us for the year. But so now we have. I mean, there is one piece of redemption to this, and that is that the Nationals, as of this recording on Thursday, the 24th, the Nationals are up 2-0 in the series against the Astros, yep. and they spanked them they last, night. last night. It felt so good, and I, oh, I'm i not even a Nationals fan, but after we went through our whole spiel last week, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, this will give you full context for what we're talking about, but the Nationals are sort of like they're the underdog story. They could take this. And I think we called it. We said that if the Yankees go to the World Series, the Yankees will win. If the Astros go to the World Series. Give the uh, Nationals that title. You heard it here first. Nationals are going to take it. And we're so far, it's tracking in that direction. We're two games in. And it's a weird thing because like some people would say, well, the Yankees lost to the Astros, so you should want the Astros to win so that you could say oh, like yeah. you lost to the World Series. property. Okay, I strongly disagree <laughs> i would like the team that beat my team to get their asses kicked yes i would agree with that and go nationals i mean i was arguing with my dad over a text this morning about this because he was like well it's just it's it's math like it's transitive property <laughs> it, the astros will win because they beat the yankees and they will they are both better teams than the nationals and i was like you just wait have you ever watched a movie with an underdog story have you watched rudy yeah, like come on dad yeah, I mean, so I think the Nationals are trending in the right direction to give us some redemption, Michelle. 
I, that's what I mean. I'd rather, I, I would rather the team that beat my team lose. I would agree. Even if that rank, if, even if that in some people's minds puts us third, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to be sad. I, I don't know how much more we can talk about this, to be yeah. honest. Uh, well, what do you want to talk about today? What do we have going on this I week? I mean, we're going to do our favorite weekly huddle, obviously. Of we're going to do our also second favorite, maybe first favorite, Stardom Sidem. Your favorite. Definitely my favorite, yep. as we've talked about in the past. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of like a different spin on Stardom Sidem this week, where we're actually going to go back and talk about some of our calls from week seven yes and, we right, and trends we going into this week based we'll on that check yeah, it yeah, out yeah and then we can't overlook the fact that the nba tipped off this week that's officially pro- i think that's probably our lead story that's got to be our topic of the week because it's the nba it, they tipped off on wednesday it's, yesterday it's, official. it's real the it's nba fantastic. season has officially kicked off i posted this on our instagram story but did you see how dope the court is at uh, Barclays for the Nets. So I actually, it's it has funny. nothing to do with actually playing basketball, but the, the court is really cool. I mean, aesthetically, uh, Barclays is incredible. So is, um, I, I watched part of the 76ers game too. I'll trust do the process. Cool, do they have a cool court? Yeah. A cool court? They do. They have a cool court. Cool court. It's a very cool court. The, this literally has nothing to do with basketball, but I, when I was watching it, it made me think of, um, Everybody always talks about, you know, um, Staples Center. Yeah. And how LA sets like such a vibe because it's like Hollywood. And so like the, the yeah. lights inside are like much darker, like in the, in the stands, you know, so like the, the court oh. pops and then like, cause all the celebrities sit there. Oh, like, that's the a whole vibe. Thing. It's a vibe. So I think like Brooklyn and the Nets are going for that same thing, but their court is like a, almost like a grayish color. Like it goes with the Brooklyn That's very black you. and white theme. Yeah. I mean, it's very on brand for me. For but. those of you who don't know, Michelle pretty much exclusively wears black and shades of black. So. True. so I'm in black and white high top Nike sneakers, which if I walked into Barclays center, they would say you're on brand. You, Jump on the court. You're yeah. on the team. You're right on brand. Exactly. Maybe maybe Kyrie wants to teach me some moves. We'll see. Well, it's a big week for NBA, and to match how big this week is, we have a very special guest today. Truth. You want to tell them who it is? Uh, I would love to. Uh, we have Cole Kuchna on the podcast today. He is the host and mastermind. mastermind behind the Dissect podcast. He also happens to be... A huge NBA fan, and he's also a sneakerhead, so something you guys can jam on. We will definitely jam on it. I want to get his take on him to dissect this season for us and see, you know, with all the stuff that we've talked about before about on and off season or, uh, you know, uh, trades and draft yep. picks and free agency and all that stuff that we talked about in earlier episodes. I'm curious to get someone that's more of an expert and more of a fan in many ways than we are. And see what he thinks because it happened this year. I'm super excited to have Cole on. And he's a friend. You know, he's, he's the a best. He's a friend of the pod. We've worked with him forever. So just excited to have him on the show. So we'll get to that at the end and do a little NBA season recap for tip off week. But um, yeah. yeah, we've got a big show for you today. So want to get into it? I do. But can I say one more funny thing? Of course. We can talk about this in Stardom Sidem too. But. For all of those people out there that make a weekly DraftKings lineup, I know we always talk about fantasy as it relates to like our week-to-week teams. Yes. Where, you know, those are our teams. We roll with them each week. But DraftKings allows people to pick up and drop like, you know, new teams every week and redraft and what have you. 
So now you can go Love on DraftKings and find the Draft Queens, go which find is awesome. Us. I can't believe that nobody had the Draft Queens on DraftKings. I don't understand. So I feel great about it. And so <laughs> we can we can do a little preview and talk a little bit about how the Draft Queens are putting their own DraftKings lineup together this week. Thank you so much for doing that, Michelle. You know, it's just another feather in our cap every week. It's just more time for me to spend looking at this <laughs> stuff. But at least if we win, there's a pretty significant payout in DraftKings. So, you know... Not just pride, dollars. This production value of this podcast could go up significantly. Could skyrocket. If- <laughs> could skyrocket very easily. Just, just a win. One win. All right. Well, we got some big stuff. So want to get into it? Let's do it. The huddle. Okay, guys. We're here for the weekly huddle, and you know how it goes. We have the biggest headlines of the week, and even sometimes the smallest but most interesting headlines of the week. And we're reading them to you as quickly as we can in 60 seconds to see how much we can educate you on in one minute. Exactly. I can't wait to... I I said this last week, and we're getting closer every week, maybe because it's like magic number five. We'll get through all of them in 60 seconds. But eventually I want us to challenge ourselves and see how many we, we have set some sort of like podcast reading world record. To yeah. See how many headlines we can do in 60 seconds. I'm going to like blah, 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 get my mouth. You ready should to speak fast. You should. I haven't. I never read them. Fun fact. I put a lot of these in here. Kate definitely contributes, but I put a lot in here. So it's really fun to see what happens when she reads them. Does she get the names right? What What is her reaction? Actually, your reaction is usually what kills us in the 60 seconds. I know. We both react. We don't just read. Okay. Let's do our best let's to do it. focus in. I'm in. I'm in the read. zone. Read these headlines of the week. And we're going to call... This is like we're going to try and beat the buzzer because it is NBA tip-off week. So let's do some buzzer beaters here. We're on the shot clock. Woo, shot clock. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. For today's... Week? I'm starting, right? You're starting. Okay. All right. I'm kicking it to you. We just don't want to mess this up. In three, two... One, beat that buzzer, Michelle. The NBA regular season started this week. Woo! Odell Buckin Jr. was fined $14,037 for wearing pants that didn't cover his knees. I, I want to comment. It's hurting me not to. <laughs> Olympic gymnast and national treasure Simone Biles did a backflip when throwing out the Game 2 World Series first pitch. Fucking awesome. Zion Williamson is ruled out for six to eight weeks after undergoing knee surgery to start his first NBA season. Yikes. Andy Murray beats Stan Wawrinka, clinching his first ATP title since having hip surgery. Raptors receive the largest ever NBA title rings. Unveil the championship banner. The Patriots acquire wide receiver Mohamed Sanu. Megan Rapino is named Glamour's Woman of the Year. The 49ers trade for Broncos wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. Kari Leonard talks with his game and drops a 30 Drops 30 as Clips win. Kawhi. But you were close. But I he don't did. know what this headline is. Okay, keep going. Uh, Chinese state TV doesn't air NBA opening slate. Protests at Staples Center commence. The Nationals are up 2-0 in the World Series. Manchester United banned a fan indefinitely this week for racially abusing a player on Liverpool. Woo. Okay. Do we hit, do we do that? We did it in sixty. Man, now so the only way for us to get through it in sixty, you're gonna have to insert some sort of like cheers. We need like the crowd goes wild. Sixty seconds, we did our job. So the only way we can do it in sixty seconds is to butcher names. That's the way we do it. 
I don't, <laughs> I like don't even know what I said. <laughs> I was actually really glad that you didn't get the one about Andy Murray, which by the way, congrats to Andy Murray. Cause I, oh, I did actually kind of want to hear what you said for Stan Warinka's name. Can you, yeah, seriously, I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I would not have said Stan Warinka. Uh, it looks like wow. Rinka. What? Wow. Rinka. You're pretty close. What was the one I butchered? Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. But I butchered it because I don't understand what... Well, you didn't say Kawhi, but that's fine because that's a unique name. But I I guess it's not very clear. But basically, he talks with his game. He, like, did a lot of shit talking before this game. But he... (sighs) He scored 30 points, 30 oh. points in the season opener. Oh, that's why you put quotes. Okay, I got it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it now. Okay, yeah. it's kind of fun when we run through them and I have no I idea like what's it. going on. I mean, the moral of the story is it's episode five and we did get through all of them in six There are seconds. some big headlines. Any ones that you want to talk about? I mean, I, I added that last one in about Man United. That's like very frightening. I know. Like, don't do that. I, I, I Just something to call out because we don't talk a lot, a lot about soccer on the podcast because I think between the two of us, we're not hugely soccer fans but that being said it it's just they're very they are very intense fans soccer fans are incredibly i mean everybody's intense but very intense i think that this is a testament to that and it's really pretty fucked up so guys chill just chill out just chill go enjoy the game don't abuse anyone racially or otherwise can we talk about odell buckham jr fourteen thousand and thirty seven dollars like what's the where did that could you just round up? Well, Why isn't it 15? I was laughing at that because he also tweeted it out. Like he has the receipts to show it. I mean, I would do that too. Like I don't, I'm not a huge fan of him. He's super, he's super cocky. I'm not a fan of him, <laughs> you know. but this is absurd. Well, maybe $18,037 for wearing pants that didn't cover his knees. I have seen football players knees before. Well, whatever happened with his watch? Why didn't they find him for his multi-million dollar watch or whatever just want it was? someone to tell me who made this rule up. I've seen a football player's knees. Is this a new thing? I have, I have also seen a football player's knees. Maybe he wore like shorts almost and violated like a dress code. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to unpack like what NFL dress code looks like because that's beyond my pay grade. I've never looked into it before. Is it $14,000 beyond <laughs> your pay grade? $14,037? Uh, I would look into it for $14,037 for sure. On the sure. flip side of the coin, the uh, I thought the Raptors getting their big ass NBA title rings was pretty cool. Mm, yeah. I, I don't have it in front of me, but it, it w- there was a massive amount of carrots in that ring so it's cool it's pretty cool like so good for them maybe we'll have to do an episode that's just dedicated to like fashion like fashion. rings and watches and pants above the knee well the funny thing is, is like odell beckham takes fashion very seriously off the field yeah like well a lot of the a and lot of the players the field, do quite but frankly clearly on the field too he just he just wanted to show his knees yeah well in softball like you can wear full jewelry in we should do college. a fashion. We should do a fashion episode because, like, I really think the MLB should make the players wear their socks, like wear I their agree. pants up. Like, Thank you. stop wearing them like it's a baggy pair of fucking jeans. Thank you. They wear, wear like, like baseball players now. No, wear it like a baseball player. That is such a good call, and Come I on. would love to do that. There's so many things that we could talk about. I think actually. The NBA has some dress code stuff, too, about the length of the shorts. And I think there was conversations. If it hasn't already happened, I will have to tune in now that basketball season has officially kicked off. Mm -hmm. But there was conversation about, like, Make going back to like not the super short shorts from like the sixties and seventies, oh, yeah. but those but are like fly. Not having ones that like are down to your ankles because again, yes. they are shorts. Yes, they are shorts. They are not pants. They are not pants. That's kind of like I almost also wonder what like 
facial hair rules there are because that kind of counts I think that's team by team Mm, so like Yankees and Red Sox being like the quintessential like the Yankees like the Steinbrenner rule was like shave your face cut have to and you're right yeah the Red Sox was total opposite like you do you yeah exactly that's a team by team thing I don't think that's not like mandated by the league but god I love this topic this is a great topic write it down okay all right we're coming coming to an episode sometime (laughs) near you For everyone's favorite, mostly my favorite, dun, dun, dun. Stardom Sidum. Yay! Seriously, I don't know why this makes me so happy. It just—it's really silly. So, are we on week eight? Weeks? Yeah, we're on week eight. Yeah, of fantasy football. Yeah, I am, I, and this is how I check. I'm six and one in my league, which means seven games have been played. Congratulations, you won Thank again you. this week. I did. I had a double win, double whammy. I won in both Excellent leagues. Excellent work. You know, feels great. That's so great. I'm glad to hear it. Feels really great. There was a lot of smack talking in my other league. I saw a bunch of my friends, like we all play in the same league. We all saw each other on Saturday. A lot of shit talking happening. It has to be. It's a rite of passage. You would have been proud of me though. I like really kind of like sat on my fingers a little bit because I was like, don't. Don't, <laughs> don't jinx yourself. You're just opening yourself up right now. Just chill, <laughs> enjoy the day. So I was like real quiet. Good I was projected job. to lose. So I was like, don't, but I won. And I felt uh, great about it. I'm so, I had so like, glad for you. I had Dak Prescott in double digits, Hopkins in double digits. Austin Eckler continues to kill it. So yes. does Aaron Jones. Oh, and referencing my, remember how nervous I was about streaming the Giants D last week? I do. They scored 22 points. Did they really? Yeah. In fantasy, not yeah, like, yeah, 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 in fantasy. So I against the feel, Redskins feel really good about that Wait, against the Cardinals. The Cardinals, yeah, yeah, yeah. They the other had, red team. They had a touchdown. They had a bunch of return yards. They had some TFLs. You're, which do you know what a TFL is? This is one of my favorites. Give it to me. Tackle for loss. Love. I that. love a TFL. Love an acronym. So I was very nervous last week with my streaming D, but it ended up working out pretty well. I am very glad to hear that. Yeah. That's a, that was a good pickup. I wonder how the Cardinals did because you said it could go either side of the coin. I mean, it was 21-27, so it's not like this was like a super, you know, high-scoring yeah. game in general. It was pretty closely matched. But, yeah, I definitely was uh, biting my nails a little bit on that one. Well, listen, if we're reflecting on week seven last week. We are a little bit. We should. And we're talking defense. I mean, so I was playing this team that I was projected to beat. Oh, but they had the Patriots defense. Oh, the Patriots D has been freaking insane. I was, did you watch that game? The Jets game? Yeah. Jets Patriots. So oh, yeah. it was at MetLife. We thought about going. My boyfriend and I start, thought about Should've going. Gone. I wish we went because uh, the Patriots just, that was embarrassing for the As Jets. a Patriots fan, it would have been really fun to yeah. watch them win like, what was it? Like 30 something to zero yeah, was like, the final score. I, I, I don't, I wish we went to that game. It was like people just getting stuffed left and right. And at one point, poor little Sam Darnold, which Aww. by the way, he's 22 years old. So this poor kid gets mononucleosis from making out with a bunch of NYU kids in New York. Then he comes <laughs> back and he absolutely tanks. Well, he had a great first week back. He had a great first this week, was week back. Two this back. was week two back for him, which everybody knew this was going to be a hard one. Oh my God, Michelle. It was, wow. it was harder than... Hey, I, I feel great about it. Great at, game. At one point, they, z- they zoomed in on him on the sidelines and under his breath, like he was mic'd up, you know, like the sideline oh, yeah, chatter. Yeah, yeah. 
terrible game for him to decide to do that. Oh my God. He, at one point he like was looking at the camera and he was like, I'm seeing ghosts, man. I'm seeing ghosts. Like he's a dead man walking type thing. Wow. I That's felt deep. so bad for him and he's such a young, it's like a career ruining loss. No, it's, he'll recover. You think so? I mean, if he wants to stay in the league and keep doing his thing, he's got to, you got to recover. I you're playing it. You're playing the best team in football. That's true. I mean, manager expectations. Yes. Do I think they probably could have at least scored a touchdown or two? Yeah. But you have to recover from yeah, that. Yeah, I, I hope he can. It was a scarring experience even to watch, but it was great for the Patriots. I just felt really bad, even worse than I've ever felt for the Jets. So. Yeah, well, go start that Pats D if you have them. Uh, sadly, I am playing against the Pats D in one of my leagues this, mm, this mm, week. So. Best of luck. Doesn't feel great. Best of luck. Doesn't feel great. Well, what are the other things that we learned from last week going into this week? Well, last week we talked a little bit about the Battle of the Ryans. We talked about Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick and Ryan Tannehill. Yes, how did that turn? Both playing um, in favor of uh, benched quarterbacks on their teams. Okay. And I think you actually had said that if you had to choose between the two, you would have gone with Tannehill. I did. You would have been right. Thank you. You would have been right. He had a good game. I think, you know, you, you, you called it. He had 17 points. That's more than I remember the Titans scoring in like a long time. So, so we did pretty good last week on a, on a couple of our, uh, our pickups. Is there anyone else that were wondering about that we covered last week that we want to talk about this week or do you want to just get into week eight and like into week eight who should we be who should we start and who should we sit oh wise michelle guru the guru (laughs) sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't (laughs) so this one personally hits home and i'm gonna say it but i i'll give you the context um baker mayfield's coming back off of bye which under normal circumstance you'd be like cool let's play him he had a week Mm. off Hmm. it's not the week He's playing the Patriots. So, I mean, think I'm, I'm just having major Baker woes this week because I, first of all, you should sit him. I have to play him because <gasps> my regular quarterback, Dak Prescott, is on bye. And I play in a 12-team league. Yes. And we're able to play two quarterbacks. So every good quarterback is scooped up. So there is no one. There's on not the even like Tannehill? Nope. Oh, shit. No one. So to everyone else out there that's not in this predicament, bench Baker Mayfield. For me, say a prayer. Oh, I will be saying many a prayer for you. <laughs> say a prayer. I'm so sorry. I have I have some prayers to be said, too, because I have Nick Chubb also coming off by, and I just, I love the guy. I mean, he's, like, very good in fantasy, but Patriots defense is, is a tough one for this week. The, the one glimmering hope for you since he's a running back that might be okay because the Patriots so. uh, uh, look the Patriots D has been crazy mm-hmm. honestly like crazy and from what I saw last week about you know like what they did to Darnold that's my fear for Baker like they pressure then if if you make stupid throws there was a lot of interceptions that's why I'm saying you might be I mean look I don't think Chubb's gonna have a huge game yeah but you might fare a little bit better because he's on the ground. They might just need to run the ball. They might need to, you yeah. know? So yeah. I, I, ha- I share the same glimmer of hope, and I'm hoping to not knowing anything about the O-line on the Browns, but I know that the Jets are horrible. Like, I couldn't even watch half of the game because yeah. they are so bad at yeah. defending at- – offensive line like they just can't defend their quarterback so poor Sam Darnold still but I don't know how it's gonna go with Baker 
I'm with you though. If gotta you him. got him, sit him. And maybe if you have Nick Chubb, let him run. We'll see. We'll see. They're going to have to run the ball. So another one, um, on Johnson, who's the running back for the Detroit Lions, just got put on injury reserve. Uh, go on your waivers and try to pick up Ty Johnson if you can. Uh, mm. He was splitting some of the carries with on. Carries with Carrion. <laughs> um, and now, yeah, now with on out, I think he'll see uh, a pretty lion's share <gasps> he'll see the lion's share of the carries Michelle, i don't even know where that came from that you was just did two puns in one sentence that was amazing a carry on with carry on wow anywho wow. go pick up ty johnson if you can i was able to pick him up in the league that we play in so i'm i'm playing him um sweet i love there that. love so that's that. that that could be a good one okay we mentioned this in one of our headlines, but Emmanuel Sanders was traded to the 49ers. Yes, I the, saw that as a breaking news bulletin yep. point. The Niners have been playing fairly well. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo's been playing like they, they've been they've been playing great, but they haven't really had like a number one wide receiver. So I think that's what they're hoping for in Emmanuel Sanders. I hope so, given that I have Jimmy also on my yeah. fantasy team and he's my backup quarterback. And I I rue the day that I have to sit Aaron Rodgers because he had sixty seven oh points. I saw that. I like murdered the person I was playing. 66 points for you. That's fucking nuts. I mean, but I played the person who had the Patriots defense. So it almost balanced out. Well, at least you had something to balance it out. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy. Anyway, anyway, uh, I hope you're right. We'll see what happens with Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, This one's like a bit of a question mark to me. I have him in one of my leagues and I immediately was like, oh, this is dope. Like, Mm. he was on the Broncos. He was doing fine. Yeah. But I thought this would be a good thing for him. And then the more that I was thinking about it and talking about it, he's I mean he just got traded so come Sunday does he know the plays is he comfortable I it's 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 kind of like a flip of a coin because in one in one scenario you're like the 49ers are looking for that number one guy with experience and this is him totally so you think they should be throwing the ball to him a bunch but also he doesn't know the offense yet that's true. So this one's a little bit of a flip of a coin for me. So I, I'm still like TBD on what I want to do with him. Maybe like give him a week and then Keep pick, your eye then on pluck it. him right off the waivers next week if he I plays th- well. I think long term it'll be really good for him. It's just a question of like week eight. What does that look like? Okay. So maybe we'll flag him back next week and week yeah, nine let's and see, see what how he, does. he did. Let's yeah, see yeah. what he does. Okay. Love that. Should we talk streaming D's because we know how much we love this? That's my favorite part of every week. See? Uh, now, now that I've gotten you into this, it's like I love it streaming addicting. D's. <laughs> well, I have a question about that actually. Let's do it. What's the question? Uh, my question is I picked up the Seahawks defense this I week. I like it. Do, do you like it? You want to know something? Yeah. I actually think that I tried to pick up the Seahawks as well, which means you fucking had a better waiver than I me. I did. I was too above you in the waivers because Some you like really jumped up this week in terms of our I think I'm our third. standings. Like I think I'm you're third. You're third overall What's and then up? second in your division. What's I'm up, everyone? I'm fifth overall and I'm second in my division. All right. Watch out. Kate I, and Michelle coming. Woo. Coming that's good. You. We're like up and up every week. I'm with it. I think it's this podcast. It's definitely helping. Uh, it's definitely helping. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of research. I, I like your, your Seahawks pickup. I actually really think I tried to do it. So props to you for getting it before me. I am. It's a great worse. pickup. Seattle's D hasn't been like as like dominant as they, as they have been in years past, but they're playing Atlanta. Who's been bad. And now Matt Ryan's out worse so i think i think that's a great pickup good stream thank you uh i'm trying to figure out if he's actually gonna be out or oh, if is that he's, still tbd i think it's still tbd but last week they were reporting that he would definitely be out so i think he's gonna see just like less playing time roll the dice yeah it's at i'm just like i'm sitting in the middle of it because it's at 
Falcons. Okay. And he also might be playing. And I don't think there's been a call made yet as I of think today. even if he plays, though, I still think your Seahawks pickup is a good stream for this week. Thank you so much. I was so proud of myself. I'm also secretly mad at you because you got it before me. But it's I fine. Know. It's well, fine. Great, I have a worse great team minds think alike. I am worse than you, so I'm higher <laughs> on the waivers. <laughs> great minds think alike. I'm, uh, I'm not mad at it. So that's one good one. You could pick up the Seahawks this week if they're still available because they haven't been that dominant yep. in terms of defense. Who else should we pick up? Um, pick up the Steelers. They're probably they're probably not available, but on on the off chance that they are, they're playing the Dolphins. Oh, we all know what I say about the Dolphins. I sense a trend here. There you go. <laughs> Play this again. Steelers haven't been great. Great. Dolphins have been awful. Pick up the Steelers. D. I. They're you know they have a great matchup this week, and I think they have a fairly um, easy matchup going forward in the next few weeks. So it could be a good long term pickup. Love that. I picked up the Colts. D. The Colts are are having such a good season. It's rem, it's reminiscent. This is probably like a real big pat on the back to Jacoby Brissett, but they've had like a wonderful start to the season. And it's like almost reminiscent of Peyton Manning days when the Colts were actually good with Tony Dungy and them. It's, I mean, look, they've been looking a lot better. I think there was a not great outlook when the Andrew Luck thing happened and, and people weren't really sure, but I mean, you know, it looks like they're four and three, so not bad. Their defensive has been doing fairly well. They put up 20 fantasy points against KC, which we all know KC is like a scoring yeah. machine. Yeah. Well, maybe not so much, anymore. but also sorry, everyone that has Mahomes. Cause yeah. that, that's, That's a, a rough one, but isn't he only out for like three weeks? Yeah. I mean, look again, you're not going to drop him. It's just, if you play in a league like I do when something like that happens and you don't have a backup, yeah. you could just be totally screwed That's because there's really, nobody on the waivers. That's really tough. So, hmm. so yeah, another good streaming D option would definitely be, I think would be the, the Colts. They're playing against Denver who, as we were talking about a little bit with, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, like Flacco just hasn't been great. Like yeah. they just, they haven't gotten a lot of good momentum. So I think that could be a good stream. Could be, could um, be for sure. And then I also think your Titans could be a good stream this week. Uh, wow. I am so flattered. They're playing Tampa Bay. Like yes. JMO's good, but I don't know. These are, these are two, in my opinion, very evenly matched boomer bust teams i would agree with that but the titans d hasn't necessarily really been their major problem their offense has been the problem uh, as usual yes right so uh, i'm 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 picking that one up i would be a little bullish on that too just because um i know a lot of teams were dropping them were dropping the titans defense while Mariota was qbing just because in general the morale for the team was mm. way down I would be bullish on picking them back up. They're probably available on your waivers if you haven't looked because of all these people dropping him. Totally. So, and now with Tannehill at the helm and actually winning a game last week against the Chargers, I, I would say that the Chargers are pretty evenly matched with the Bucks. So, like, why not stream the Titans D? I'm I'm rolling it. I like that. That's a good one. Well, you know what? I I do have a question for you. Okay. It's kind of a strategic question, and it comes from we have a. A little bit of, it was almost like a fan mail moment. Oh, I love that. So one of my colleagues, one of our colleagues grabbed me in the hallway. Oh, love that. This awesome dude. You're famous. Colleague, friend, Alex, thank you for the question. But he's doing a trade this week. That was a little, it's a little, it's, there's some interest intricacy to it so he is trading and i'm not going to tell you which side of the trade he's on is this the trade that you have in here that i'm looking at right now yes and i want to know which side of the fence you sit on if you were to receive or to put this trade out to someone so you want to read the trade out before i give you my two cents 
I do. Okay. So the trade is two players for two players, okay. right? Yeah. So it's one. It's a running back and a receiver for a running back and a receiver. Okay. So all sounds fairly matched right now. So party one is Aaron Jones, running back for the Packers, and DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. That's package one. Okay. Being traded for T.Y. Hilton, uh, wide receiver for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And James Conner, who's the running back for the Steelers. Hmm. Do you take the trade or do you keep Aaron Jones and DJ Moore? I Or which side do you sit on? So, hmm. Let's see here. I have Aaron Jones and he has been awesome. He has been very consistent. Um, He's their number one. It's like barring an injury, you don't really need to worry too much about him, right? Right. And then when you look at the flip side um, on James Conner, I'm just trying to look up how he's done because like Pittsburgh's just been like pretty magoo this year. I know. That's where so, I was getting hung up. Like the- under normal circumstances, you would see the name James Conner and I'd feel like pretty good about it. But I, I, I think if I look at RB to RB, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones to James Conner comparison. I think I would have to say Aaron Jones is the better of the two. I would agree. I think the Steelers are coming off a bye. They are playing Miami. So it could be good for this week. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's got a good matchup this week. I just don't know how that translates long-term. So it depends on longevity of so this trade, tra- it Alex. Is. It's strategy. Like you said, like, are you trying to get a win this week? Do you really need it? Or are you trying to go for something long-term? Mm-hmm. If you're going long-term, I-, I think you keep Aaron Jones. I don't think I'd want to let him go. Yeah. And then the DJ Moore, TJ y, uh, T.Y. Hilton thing, uh, T.Y.'s definitely been better. Um, He's had a great season so far. T.Y.'s been better, but, you know... Um, Kyle Allen coming in for uh, Cam has actually, I was like super not into it. I was like, this is, no, this is going to go well. <laughs> But it actually hasn't been, you know, too terrible. Yeah. Um, and so with him, with him back there, DJ Moore, I, I think is still a good person to have. So I guess if I look at this, I would, I would, think the Aaron Jones DJ Moore package is is the better package of the two so if that's if that's my package I would want to keep that if that's what was being offered to me I'm for T.Y. and James Conner I'd take it okay okay does that make sense that totally makes sense well there you have it Alex keep Aaron Jones and DJ Moore that's that's where we're at. Don't come to my desk and find me, Alex, if I'm wrong. Please. <laughs> it's just my two cents. As I say, no crystal ball. No crystal ball, guys. It's just my expert quotes in air quotes. <laughs> my expert opinion. Woo! Okay, do you want to talk NBA now? Let's do it. Any other stardom sit that we have to know before we go into week eight? Any other big ones? I think you covered, like, I think, everything. I think we, hey, play John Brown again. I played him last week. Is that your last word to the wise? It's my last word to the wise. Michelle, you are a wizard as always. Can we put in wizard noises there? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're moving to NBA. Guys, we have a really very special guest and... 
Michelle, do you want to introduce our wonderful guest for today? I think this goes with our our big theme of the fact that this is episode five. I think Cole also shares the the thrill of the the five with us, and he can talk about that. But we're very excited to have Cole Kushner, who is the host, creator, mastermind behind mastermind. the Dissect podcast. Um, hi, Cole. Hello. And Hi. Cole actually is also in his fifth season of the show. Cole, you want to tell us uh, what you've been working on over there on Dissect? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's uh, season five just released a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's a Kendrick Lamar's Dam. So for people that aren't familiar with Dissect, it's a music analysis podcast that selects one album per season and dissects one song per episode from that album. Uh, so we're doing basically 20 episodes on Kendrick Lamar's Dam. Uh, so if you're a fan of his, check it out. That's amazing. Congrats on season five. Like I said, we're not on season five. We're on episode five. Yeah, we're a little behind you, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite seasons of yours, just personally and selfishly, I'm I'm a huge Kanye fan. So my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, was that season two or three? Which one was that? Yeah, season two. Oh, man, I will never forget breaking down that one note that starts which song is it uh ding ding just that piano uh, at the beginning yeah. yeah runaway oh my god that was so cool that was so cool yeah that's just that's definitely the um i guess the hit season a lot of people just yeah that's i think that's still the most popular one just because obviously kanye is so big and interesting and uh makes amazing music so um yeah runaway is great um that's definitely one of the most popular episodes of any episode of dissect actually so we know you're a big we know you're a big music fan and we're a fan of of your show but i also happen to know that you're a big nba and basketball fan which actually works out very well because i think kate and i need a little bit of learning we need some schooling just because it's tip-off week this week i think Mm. that michelle and i respectively last night watched she watched the nets game and i watched the sixers game but we have a lot to learn cole and we need to get to the bottom of like what the nba picture looks like this year who you're betting on as the best and the worst teams in the league can you just like can you tell us first of all like what's your allegiance who are you rooting for these days like who's your team and how'd you get into basketball yeah, I mean, I, I've loved basketball since I was in elementary school. I was like this skinny white kid that thought he was really good at basketball. Um, <laughs> and I was really actually I was really good at my school, and then I went to play in this league where actual athletes were playing, and I just would, got my ass kicked. So um, <laughs> I stopped playing, and I just had been a fan of the NBA ever since. But yeah, I mean, it's been like a lifelong, just whatever for whatever reason, I've been attracted to it since I was can remember. So uh like like every kid in the 90s i was obsessed with the chicago bulls um michael mm-hmm, jordan me too. and all Facts. that yes <laughs> yeah of course i had like this old tattered night shirt that was like i still have it and this was from when i was like 10 years old <laughs> i love the bulls in the 90s yeah yeah so i guess, i guess lately um so i went away from the nba for a couple of years when i was in college um just got hunkered down with studying music and had no time to do anything else but it was actually LeBron James that got me back into basketball really heavily so I've kind of become more fan like a lot of people now they're like fans of players and not so much teams although uh, my allegiance is definitely to the Sacramento Kings only because I have been 
living in Sacramento my whole life. And, you know, it's obviously a struggle um, to follow them sometimes, <laughs> but the last couple of years are looking good. I got season tickets um, for this year. Oh, congratulations. So, um, That's yeah, a real so, fan. Uh, yeah, super. Yeah, it's uh, stupid, actually, but it's <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> not a, the greatest way to spend your money, but, you know. Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to their season. They, they finally have like a bright horizon and they didn't screw it up um, too bad. So we're very hopeful here in Sacramento that the Kings are going to have another relatively successful season, at least in terms of our poor success in the past. So definitely, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about for this season um, just because it's. I think it's going to be one of the most interesting seasons I can remember in recent history. There's no clear-cut favorite. There's like the big three is gone. There's only big twos now. And, yeah. Uh, there's, you know, more parity in the league than ever before. Well, in the last, you know, since the heat, really, uh, when LeBron was on the heat, there's not really a clear-cut favorite. Um, so I, I'm really, really excited about this season. Do you have anyone that – so as two basketball aficionados but not necessarily fans, I mean, I've heard rumblings of like the kyrie KD pairs that you just yeah. mentioned – big twos the big twos exactly and i'm so curious like what that looks like and i know you said people are becoming fans of players rather than teams so like does that hold true with these pairs and who should we be looking out for who looks good to you this year yeah i mean there's i guess i'll answer the first question um yeah, the pair thing is interesting. I think that was more about the players deciding that or not or for themselves rather than the teams because the teams are always going to try to get the, the most amount of stars, obviously. But uh, Kawhi Leonard actually really defined that pairing this year because he had a choice to go to the Lakers to join uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and that would have been a crazy big three if he would have went there, and that would have been hands down mm-hmm. the favorite. But he decided to go to team up with Paul George and join the Clippers instead. So, you know, every team that is kind of a, a championship favorite is has this big two now. Um, yeah, the KD Kyrie thing was interesting and it's more interesting because Kevin Durant's going to be hurt all this year. So we're kind of on right, a waiting right, list right. for to really see that team come to fruition. But you know, like Philly is going to be, I think like my favorite coming out of the East is definitely Philadelphia. Um, they have a kind of a big two in, um, in Embiid and Simmons, but mm-hmm. really yeah. their, their defense is going to be like off the charts. Uh, every from one through five is on their starting lineup is just a defensive killer. So um, really interested to watch them. They, they handled the Boston pretty handily last night. Uh, I think they're going to do that in the regular season. I think they're just going to drill teams down in the West. I think it's a little bit harder just because um, I think injury is going to place a a huge part this season because there is no clear favorite. So I feel like the team that could stay healthy the longest is going to actually be the one that ends up in the, in the finals. So it's like Kawhi Leonard. I think the Clippers are the deepest team and they have the most, potent stars you could argue on both ends of the floor because Kawhi and Paul are uh, really good offensively and defensively but they're also two players that have been prone to injury for their entire career so mm-hmm. I could very much see injury swaying that team same with LeBron and 
and Anthony Davis and on the Lakers, like Anthony Davis has been hurt multiple times in his career. LeBron is aging and was hurt for the last, for, for really the first time last year. So, you know, that's going to be up in the air and that's kind of what makes it really exciting. And then you have like Houston who has Russell Westbrook and James Harden and a really great, great depth and really great shooting. But then there's the question of like, can those two co- coexist? That's kind of the, I would say of all the big twos, that's the one that people are questioning the chemistry of because they kind of both need the ball. They're both very offensively, offensively dominant, but not so great on the defensive end. And so it's like, how is that team going to look? So it's like, there's all these question marks about health, about fit, about, you know, defense and um, how people are going to be used and positioned. And, you know, so basically we have like brand new team. There's like a handful of just brand new teams and they're all going to be good, but there's like, who's going to kind of emerge as the best. No one really knows. So that's what's going to make this season so fun. I love you for breaking down sort of the big two. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but it's a really interesting way to watch athletes decide sort of where they want to play, who they want to play with, and how those teams will be shaped. I'm also glad that you actually talked about defense because I feel like that art isn't as prevalent in the NBA as it maybe was in years past. It's It has been so much about like, who are the big stars? Who's making the big plays? It's been offense, offense, offense. So I'm glad to hear that you're bullish on these teams actually kind of stepping up their defensive games this year, um, which, you know, then it's not just like slam dunk contest every game. It's There's a lot more strategy that goes into that, a lot more hustle. And honestly, that then also kind of affects what you're talking about, about health and fitness. Like if you're playing, if you're playing, you know, full court presses and man-to-man defense and like real and like really playing the full you know game and not just playing when you're on offense like that could wear some guys out that could cause some injuries like so I'm glad I'm I'm happy thank you for breaking down the uh the big two versus the big three that's a very interesting way of of looking at this and definitely creates a brand new playing field um this year and yeah I mean I hope there is some more defense call me like a dork but Offense is fun to watch, but I mean, defense is really important in basketball. Like you gotta, you gotta put pressure on people and see what happens under pressure. You know, some of those guys may not be scoring as many points if you're up in their face or you're, you know, pressuring them. I think that art has, uh, has fallen off a little. So hopefully it comes back this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really big on defense. It's not as obviously as sexy as, as offense is, but, um, yeah, I totally agree. I think, well, the game has definitely shifted towards offense and you know specifically like shooting threes and you know people Mm -hmm. are playing statistics way more than they have in the past with all the kind of advanced metrics uh learnings in the past couple of years and then like houston has been like kind of leading that charge where it's like yeah we're gonna play defense but really we're just gonna try to outscore you and we're gonna do that by just shooting a shit ton of threes so a lot of teams and also golden state's the same way although golden state they've been successful because they've had also have top defense as long uh, you know uh, as well as their top offense uh, a lot of that comes from you know Draymond Green but um yeah I don't know I mean it's yeah defense obviously is overlooked but um it's half the game so uh, I always that's like kind of my I guess that's a, like my largest learning curve is like learning defensive schemes and um switches and how you like guard certain defenders and the decisions that you make. And that's kind of like where I'm trying to learn more about the game and studying that um, and just see how coaches like utilize certain strategies to stop people. That's, I find that super interesting. Um, 
very dorky, obviously, same. but uh, it's like we're, we're on the yeah. same we're on the same dorky page. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, we're. I think we're also very much that way. I, I know between the two of us over here, we are big NFL fans. So I kind of yeah. and and baseball fans and MLB fans. So we talked about in an earlier episode just like studying the game. And while people think like baseball, for example, can be really boring, it's like if you don't know why people are switching through their pitching rotations or why they're pulling people from the bullpen and what the strategy is, it makes it way more boring. So if you do dig into the strategy behind it and like defense in the NBA being the perfect example, like you just said switches and like how they're setting up their defense and how they're coaching, their coaches are coaching their teams. It's, it's super interesting when you actually like dig your heels in, you know? So it's helpful to know who's going to be good. I'm curious who you think, Cole, who do we not like spend our time watching? Who's going to be garbage this year? Do you have any predictions there? Yeah, I mean, I think Charlotte is a clear-cut favorite for being the most awful team. And they're like, uh, I think, I can't remember if they're still paying luxury tax, but they have this this, like insane uh, roster of very expensive players. If they're not playing luxury tax, they're like right at the max. And they just say have no stars. They have it's just mm. uh, that's going to be the team not to watch for sure. No offense to any uh, Charlotte <laughs> fans out there. Um, I think New York, I mean, ironically, the Knicks, I mean, they have some talent, but I just don't think they're going to be very good, and I don't think they're going to try to be very good. Um, and let's see, who else? Well, the, what's so crazy we should, about the we should West. Make sure that we should make sure we're going to Brooklyn to watch our games and not to the Garden, huh? I mean, yeah, I mean... Th- Brooklyn's going to be fun this year. Um, I can't wait till next year. They're going to be crazy next year. But yeah, this year they should be really fun. I mean, Kyrie dropped 50 last night in the opener. So it's like... That no does, kidding. You know, Did he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had 50. Uh, missed the, the game-winning shot, but um, had 50 on opening night in the you know first first game as a, as a net. So I think that's, you know, whether they win a bunch, I'm not sure, but they're going to definitely be fun. They were fun last year and they didn't have any stars. So um, yeah, that's definitely a team like the, but the crazy thing about the West is um, there's not that many bad teams. Like there's legitimate, Hmm. I would say 12 teams that can make the playoffs. There's only eight Ross, you know, rate slot or eight slots. So it's, it's going to be, I think puts pressure on teams right now in the beginning of the season to win as much as possible. You can't really cruise at any point because it's going to be so competitive to get uh, into the playoffs in the West. So it's going to, you know, again, it's another reason why the season's going to be so fun is, you know, people are going to be competitive. There's no room for slacking in in the West at least. And, um, and, you know, at the same time in the East, like, Philadelphia and Milwaukee are going to be battling all year for the top slot for home field advantage. So um, again, just another reason why this season is going to be, I think, you know, one of the better ones in recent history. Lots of exciting things for us to watch, Cole. When are you going to invite us to come sit courtside with you for your season tickets? Courtside. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) I've got, I've got decent seats. Not definitely not courtside though. Um, Anytime, anytime. What what's it like out there in in Sacramento? Like, what's the vibe? How are they going to be this year? What's the what's the stadium like? I don't. I've never been to their arena. Yeah, we just got a new stadium. I think this is the third year we'll be in the stadium. Um, it was. I mean, the new Golden State Stadium. I heard trumps 
this one, but before that, this was kind of like the gold standard of stadiums. Um, it's all entirely green, solar energy, beautiful design. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it's like incredible. I mean, especially for Sacramento, it's like really incredible. Um, it's kind of transformed downtown. Um, so there's a lot of excitement. There's been a lot of excitement just since the Kings, because our old stadium was kind of outside the town. You had to drive like 20 minutes from downtown to get to the stadium. But now the stadium is right downtown. So it's just people are excited about that. But then also we've got a great young squad with, um, you know, three really great core players in uh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald are kind of our young guns that are showing all-star potential and, so there's a lot of excitement about this season, but just about our future. It's been a long time coming. You know, we've always had for the last 12 years or something, it's just like really bad teams. We had, then we had DeMarcus Cousin as, as our star, but that was, just was full of drama the entire time. So it's like we have a great squad. We have a great, it seems like we have a great staff that is really prioritizing culture uh, and like just creating a great environment everyone's excited to be there it seems like everyone wants wants to be in sacramento which is not the case um always for for players <laughs> and they they're really like developing with each other and so it reminds me like they don't have as much, as much talent as the old oklahoma city team when they had durant harden and westbrook but it's kind of that same young core vibe where it's like there's not crazy amount of expectations so it's still really fun um and every win is kind of a bonus right now. The pressure will get, you know, as the years progress, the pressure will be there to win. But now we're still in that kind of youthful golden era of like having fun, playing fast, um, great culture, and just like a great, like Sacramento has really, really great fans. Um, so the, the arena is going to be packed and rocking every night. So yeah, I'm, super, I'm really looking forward to the season for the Kings it'll be fun to say you were there during this golden age, especially as some of these players develop. Yeah. I mean, we'll yeah, be rooting definitely. for you from the East coast. <laughs> yeah. We will we'll root for you guys that on the, uh, we need a West coast team. We'll, we'll go, we'll go with the Kings. Totally. You should, and, and- you should, you'll fall. If you watch one game, you'll fall in love because they play super fast. They shoot a lot of threes. De'Aaron Fox or point guard is like the fastest guy in the league. And he's just like super entertaining to watch. Like it's a, a lot of like the NBA analysts were like, last year at least where like Sacramento was the funnest team hands down to watch in the NBA. So They're definitely awesome. check out a game. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch them. And and you talked a little bit about like, aside from your team being like fun and fast and you mentioned the, the cultural standpoint, right? Like a, a cultural touch point and Sacramento being a place where players actually want to go. I'm curious, like culturally to understand the NBA a little bit better um, and we know like you're not just a sports and NBA guy, but you're a music guy too. Like you have a podcast that's done infinitely well, just breaking down albums and songs from specific artists. So I'm curious if you have a perspective on like, do you remember last year how Migos had like the song for NBA 2K? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that was like the song of the year. Mm, yeah. Um, do you have like a do you have a pick for for what music is going to be really hot this year in basketball? Do you know what I'm getting at? Like, is, are there any artists or tracks or anyone yeah. we should be looking out for? I would guarantee the baby is going to be all over the NBA this year. Um, he's I don't know if you guys are familiar with the baby, but he just put out oh, that yeah. album that 
Kirk that sold really well, and he had that mm-hmm. sh- that single shook. And uh, the NBA is really good about um, trends and knowing what is hot and new and fresh. And to me, the baby is like all those things. And I think if I yeah, if I had to pick right now, they kind of start doing that stuff more towards the playoffs. But if if it's, if it's right now, I would definitely say the uh, baby is going to get a lot of shine. But that's what that's actually one of my favorite parts about going to to Kings games and watching them warm up. They pick the playlist um, for the warm ups, and so you can hear oh, cool. basically you get to, yeah you get to hear like what the, they're listening to. And it's usually like literally sounds like rap caviar on Spotify. It's like all the hottest <laughs> new like young acts. All right, so you're calling out the baby. I think you're spot on on that as it relates to the NBA and the players also being on top of like culture and trends. And because I know you're a sneakerhead like me, whose new shoes are you most excited to see debuted this year? Oh yeah. That's a good question. Uh, the new LeBrons <laughs> actually, I really like the new LeBrons. Um, I've always like, I don't have any LeBrons. They've always been kind of like too big and bulky for my style. But this year he has this really crazy, like it's like, it's the next level of uh, fly knit. It's like this weird cloth, like stitched fabric that's really good, and it's like super thin. Uh, and there's yeah, they're really unique looking. So I might have to to drop some money on on LeBron's for the first time. The new KDs I just saw yesterday in a, this really nice colorway. I always like KDs uh, shoes. Kyrie always has great ones, but I didn't like his as much as his last year's. Uh, actually, you know what? I really like the new, like the all the Puma uh, basketball shoes they've been releasing. Are really? really Don't yeah, call it they a have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have. They have some. I mean, Marvin Bagley on the Kings is sponsored by Puma, so I see him wearing them. But they're like, I just don't like the bulkiness of most basketball shoes. But Pumas are very like street looking, and they're thin. They're high top, but they're thin. Um, so I've been eyeing those too. There has definitely been a huge shift in what a basketball shoe looks and feels like. Like, I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I actually bought them to play basketball, but you really, you could only wear them to play basketball because they were so big and clunky. And, and like now they double as a shoe that you could just wear out whenever you want. So I think Cole and I are probably someone's, someone's going to have to take our bank accounts away from us and not let us go buy all sneakers this season. Yeah, it's interesting because like some of them are even like low tops, like the Giannis shoes. Uh, his first signature shoe on Nike is a low top. The Kobe's were low tops. Uh, Kyrie's are kind of the mids, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, like that's and those that makes it more wearable to me too. Usually, we should do like a sneaker uh, photo share, and uh, we can show the fans all the good shit that is coming out this year. Yeah, well, we were talking earlier to Cole about. Um, doing some sort of an episode on um on just fashion in in sports in general so like i don't know what side of the fence you sit on for mlb and how some people wear like bell-bottom pants and other people roll them up like a proper baseball player and (laughs) wear their wear their pants like they they always have so I think at some point we'll have to have an episode, Michelle, that's about just like fashion and sports. Agree. Do you? 100%. We'll bring experts like Cole back to talk about the yeah. shoe game. Maybe we'll do like yeah, a have, sport by sport breakdown. Yeah, I have a strong opinions about the baseball uniform. 
It's like the, oh, well, you have to. You, What's you your have, strong opinion? You have, well, you have to roll the pants. Like pants have to go, Thank you know, you. almost up to your, like right below the knee, and then that's then you got the nice sock. And I, I like the socks you. with the like with the stripe on it. I think it always looks yes. clean. The one stripe up the vertical up the sock. But yeah, I can I see some players just wear the full pant and then it like covers their shoe like like those Jenko pants. Remember those? Doesn't like, that drive you pants? crazy? <laughs> I love the I love the Jenko reference. You're so right. That make I'm I'm glad we're all, I'm glad we all sit on the same side of the fence on this one. Yeah, or this could have been a contentious episode, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cole, uh, thank you for dropping so much knowledge on us. I've learned so much about the big two, the return of defense how much money you're going to spend on sneakers this year. Yeah. And most importantly, who to call when I want to go to a Kings game. Yeah. Yeah. And where do we, where do we, um, where do we find your show? If we're like looking to check you out outside of this podcast episode, where can we find more Cole Kuchna? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, uh, you can search dissect on Spotify. It's a preferable platform, but it is everywhere, but, uh, definitely check it out on Spotify. But yeah, you can just search dissect or Google it or something and it'll pop up. Okay, well, we're going to wrangle you back onto the show when we do a fashion episode, but thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, it's always good to hang out with you, buddy. Thanks, Cole. Yeah, thanks for having me. Later. Bye. All right, everyone, that's all we have for you today. Make sure you tune in every Friday morning for a fresh new weekly episode of Draft Queens. The freshest. And make sure to subscribe to our feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so you can listen to us every Friday morning. She's dancing, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> and last but absolutely not least, definitely go follow us on Instagram at The Draft Queens or on Twitter at The Underscore Draft Queens. We have tons of fun content on there for you. Yes, we do. Because we're funny and fun. Hope so. And even though you can't listen to our podcast every day, you can definitely see what we're up to. Yes, you can. So I think we know how we sign off of every episode. Tighten up, baby. Tighten up. <laughs>